Hi, everyone. This is Ron Jolson, and you're listening to the Christian Fellowship Community Forum podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Well, welcome, everyone, to the Christian Fellowship Community Forum uh, talk. Let me do a little introduction to Jay and to Bill. Um, first off, Bill, uh, Bill, you have become a friend through the years, and I I, uh, I'll give an introduction of who you are, but I would start with that. And um, Bill has been CFC's uh, learning guide. He's been just a great asset to us. And I'm on a Bible study with him on uh, Tuesday mornings. He also does a weekly column on Substack, which is no longer a bystander. If you're not getting that, um, you can ask Bill for that and he'll be happy to share it. And I've been uh, following along and that's been great. I won't do a full everything about Bill, but he's written uh, 33 books as uh, 500,000 copies in 25 languages. And so he continues to use what God has given him and shares it with others, which is which has been awesome. And then for Jay, uh, Jay and I met this morning. <laughs> so strange that we've been in this career all these years, but there's a lot of us throughout the United States. And uh so we were commenting that I'm as far north and he's as far south. And so Alabama to Minnesota. Uh, but he's been with Northwestern Mutual for over 28 years. Um, uh, previous forum producer, 200 lives, top 100 premium, top 100 lives, a great business. He's a managing director today in Hoover, Alabama, and um, has a great practice, does an excellent job. Married his wife, Camille been married for over 32 years, uh, two kids, uh, and uh, three grandkids, children Tanner and Dallas, and grandchildren Barrett, Kennedy, and Archer. And uh, Jay's passion isn't golf, is is not fishing like mine, it's golf, mm -hmm. and uh, reading and encouraging people, which is an encouraging uh, comment. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Bill and Jay. And so appreciate both of you being on today and look forward to our time together. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. And Jay, you're a golfer, an avid golfer. I am too. My condolences. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah. It's great to have you here today with us, Jay, and to tell us your story. And you've chosen today, and I think this is a great topic, as you would put it, you become who, like those people you hang around. Yes, sir. And uh, kind of the flip side of 1 Corinthians 15, bad company corrupts good morals. No question. So we're real interested in your topic. But first, tell us a little bit about you and how you came to know Christ. Yes, great question. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, before I answer the question, let me say this. Uh, every morning when I get up, I always ask the Lord, to give me the heart and the mind and the ears and the tongue to equal the opportunity that he gives me. And I am just could not be more excited about being here today. And I'm grateful. So yeah, my story is a lot like everybody else's crisis sometimes brings about questioning and uh, then the Holy spirit convicts. So when my daughter uh, was born premature, I put had myself, the Lord put me in a position where I didn't have any control. Things didn't look too good immediately. And that's where I started my questioning. And then God brought along 
uh, Southern Baptist Turner Burn pastor that really questioned everything about who I was. And I wanted to argue with him about what that Bible said. And you can't tell me that some guys laid in a fish for three days. Come on, man. You can't tell me that. And he said, I'll tell you what I'll do instead. I could argue with you till I'm blue in the face. But instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for you day and night that the Holy Spirit will convict you. And that made me mad because I just wanted to argue. And this guy just wanted to love me. And uh, ultimately, two months later, he kept coming around and wouldn't leave me alone. And ultimately, two months later, uh, I gave my life to Christ. Uh, May 15th was 31 years ago. So, uh, and uh, yeah, so blessed, blessed, blessed. Uh, I'm continually growing in grace and understanding the blessing of grace. And uh, so could not be more excited to talk today, but just would start with, you know, you're looking at a guy saved by grace, uh, grace and a, re- a redeemed life because of him, not because of me. Yes, and uh, I think as one, uh, I think it's Timothy Keller who says that all religions except Christian faith is just advice. Ah, that's but good. Yeah. When, you, when you come to know Christ, it's about grace and freedom and his doing for us what, you know, it's like, hey, saying, uh, hey, world, I am God, here I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us about uh, your topic today about friendship, about people you hang out with, about influence, all of that. Sure. Sure. Um, One of the, one of the coolest, one of the coolest things about being in a management role at Northwestern Mutual is you get to speak your blessings over people during the recruiting process. And hundreds and hundreds of times I have walked into a recruiting meeting and mad at the world. I mean, somebody's aggravated me, things aren't going well. And as I meet with this new recruit and I start going over the blessings of this business, one of them being the friendships that I've developed and how my life's changed once I started hanging out with such quality people, um, I walk out of that meeting and at least one of us has been refreshed. I'm not sure if two of us has, but I can assure you that that's what Proverbs 11.25 talks about. He who um, encourages others is himself refreshed. So um, one of the questions that I get um, in that blessing of being able to speak my speak my uh, gratitude out loud to people, one of the questions I get all the time is, um, you know, hey, Jay, if you had it to do over again, what would you do different? And I get, uh, do you have any advice and, and that kind of stuff? A lot of young people. And, and I say, absolutely. If I had it to do over again, I wouldn't have worried so much because I think that I've really been convicted that sin. But if you want the best advice I could give you on living a good life, living a productive life, to be able to look back on your deathbed and say, yeah. That was a life well lived. This would be it. And then I say something like this. Suppose that I wasn't ever to see you again after today for five or 10 years. And then just imagine that we ran into each other at the mall 
And just imagine that you remember me. Just imagine. Okay. And I come up and I say, man, Bill, how you doing? Or whoever it is, Bob, who am how you doing? And you tell me you're doing great or you're not doing so great. Regardless of which way you tell me, the reason why you're going to tell me one of those answers will be really three things. Number one, and most importantly, you do become like the people you hang around. And I'd say that would be one people you hang around, which is what I'll talk about mostly today. The second thing would be is, is the books you read. And it's funny how it seems like all the nice homes seem to have a library. There might be a correlation. Um, and, uh, you know, Joshua 1 talks about meditating on the word day and night. I think that's huge. And then the last one is Jesus would consistently say, you know, he who has ears, let him hear. So what I tell young people all the time is it's the people you hang around, the books you read, and the things that you listen to. Uh, and so today I was going to talk about hanging around and what that means. So when I walked in the door a long time ago, uh, at, at uh, Montgomery in, uh, in Montgomery, Alabama at Northwestern, um, I had about six friends that I spent a lot of time with, young, not, not doing a lot of good with my life, and um, wasn't going very, very far, wasn't doing a lot. And uh, I walked in the door at Northwestern, and these people were very successful, caring, loving, uh, quality people and I immediately admired them and thought to myself, wow, I'd like to be like them. I'd like to have their businesses and I'd like to understand how they think and process and grow. And I'd like to have the, 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 the trappings of, of the business if I could be successful. And then I, I, I joined a bill and then, and then uh, went to my first uh, Southern meeting like 30 days, 40 days later. I'm looking around and I'm thinking, man, if I can just be like some of these folks and you really do become like the people that you hang around and it just rubs off. But what I find happens is that most people aren't very intentional about who they spend time with. And a lot of times if I ask a young person, hey, tell me the name of your best friend. Uh, his name's Tim. Okay, how'd you meet Tim? Well, I met Tim in freshman English. Well, how's Tim doing? Well, he's doing all right now that he got out of jail for the third time. You know, that, that kind of stuff. You know, so most people do not pick their friends with intentionality. It really doesn't have any intention to it. They just end up being friends with people. And people that you spend your time with has such an effect on you. And so here, here's a, a quick story. When you're spending time with people, you will talk like them, walk like them, act like them, think like them, and ultimately become like them. So here's a great story. So my daughter, who's 31 now and just had our third child, uh, so our third grandchild, um, she's 16, something like that, comes home one day. Hey, baby, how'd your day go? Oh, dad, it was amazing. Really? Sugar, sit right here and tell me about that. And so she starts describing her day. And like every 30 seconds, Bill, she's saying amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. So I start picking up on it. So she'd say something and I'd say amazing and she'd say amazing. And after a while, she figured out I was teasing her. 
Dad, stop teasing. And that was all there was to it. Two weeks goes by. I'm in a meeting. I'm in a meeting with a client, okay? And I caught myself saying amazing like three times within about two minutes. <laughs> and, and, and so I started laughing. And the guy's like, what's so funny? I said, I just turned into a 16-year-old teenage girl. <laughs> and, that, and that's what happens. We, we, you'll talk like them. You'll walk like them. They tell me that if you're spending time with somebody, not only will you pick up their buzzwords and talk like them, you'll walk like them. Like if one person walks slow and the other person walks a little quicker, the person walking slow, somehow or another um, will pick up their pace. Really weird. Uh, Jane, isn't it true that we become sort of like people we admire? What, what was it that maybe you had admired certain things you were hanging around with the, with the people that maybe you didn't necessarily admire. Yeah. yeah. But then you changed your mind and got involved with people you did admire. Is that what yeah. you're telling us? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and there were so many people at Northwestern that I admired and they were so gracious because I would get my nerve up to go and just say, Hey, I'm Jay. And man, I admire you. And, and may I have uh, the opportunity to have a cup of coffee with you. And, and I, I can't re ever remember being said no to. So it was incredible. But yeah, I have a few mentors in my life. Uh, my dad did not teach me about Jesus. My dad taught me how to uh, provide for your family and work hard, keep your word, some of the good things, but you know, he didn't teach me about Jesus. Uh, the pa My pastor that led me to the Lord taught me that. And then I found other people in my life. God's just brought me just incredible people. And my biggest mentor that we lost in 2018 was somebody that was very involved with this association. And his name is Lex Williamson. And um, what do so you I, admire about him? Uh, well, so much. But um, as I would brag on him, man, Lex, I want to be like you. His humbleness. And he would say, trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding and don't lean on me because I'll let you down. I'm just a man. So his humbleness, his others focused, it never was about him. He was such an interesting conversationalist. And he typically would say about eight or 10 words. Uh, so I just loved everything about him so much that for a period of time, literally, I would try to just about mimic him. And uh, because he was a thinker and uh, really an analytical person, and I'm not, I almost self-combusted trying to, to, to be Lex because he was so, such, a, such a wonderful person. And um, he told me one time, Jay, don't try to be me. You just be Christ-like. You just continue your sanctification process. And he said, uh, he said, he said, uh, Jay, I'm not worried about you getting to heaven. I'm worried about you passing it up. And so, so, so uh, a lot of things that I admired about him, but he loved people and boy, did he love the Lord. Every Christmas, when we'd have a Christmas party, he'd say, and before we finish up, I need to tell you guys about my very best friend, Jesus. Who wants to talk to me about my best friend? How cool is that, Bill? Yeah, that's great. Tell us a little bit about your, uh, give us some advice on how to choose good friends. Yeah, I think you have some good points to make there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I ask, and nobody's ever said yes to this, but, but think about this. What if a parent, a great parent, would sit down with a child and say, 
hey, why don't we map out what we're looking for in a quality friend? What, what would be the traits that you're looking for? That way, you know how to measure if you're hanging around the right people. So people that are other focused, people that are believers, people that are are, are not believers, but are, are very anxious to talk about that. Uh, people that keep their word, people that are excellent and, and, and are trying to grow. Um, those are the people that you're going to do well with because they're trying to improve. If you add to that a servant heart, you've got a good friend because y'all can serve each other and grow together and do that sanctification process kind of together. Um, a quick, quick side note, same way I, I try to do with my daughter. So when my daughter was about 11, I, I said, hey, honey, I need to talk. We had Monday night date night. And I sat down after we had Chick-fil-A and sat down with her. And I said, I need to talk to you about getting married. I said, do you think you're going to get married? Oh, sure, Dad. I'm going to get married. I said, great. Have you thought about who you're going to marry? Well, no, I hadn't thought about it. Okay. Why don't we just think through that a little bit? We'll write, we'll write some notes down. Okay, Dad. So I said, tell me about your future husband. First question, would he love Jesus? Oh, of course, Dad. You know he's going to have to love Jesus. Okay, that's good. What about what else about it? So before it was over with, we had, oh, she said, he'll be tall, Dad. I said, well, how tall? She said, how tall are you? <laughs> I said, I'm 6'2". I'm like, he's going to be 6'4". You know, okay. <laughs> so, so I had 30, literally, I had written down 30 traits that a man would have to possess to have an opportunity to marry my daughter because she's precious to me. Mm. And I knew when she started dating her husband now and my daughter told him about that list, and he said, well, you think I can get a copy of that list so I can start working on it? I said to my daughter, oh, we got us a contender. We have a contender. So well, if she has a husband now. He's probably still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, yeah, I, I just think that um, we, we just do all, so many things by default. And we just end up spending time with our little kids on our little league team and then another kids on that team. And then we hang out with their parents and, and, um, and I think God can use all that kind of stuff, but I think being a little bit more intentional because it's amazing how we become, we talk, we walk like the people we hang around. And the more I hang around servant hearted quality people that love the Lord, the more I can be a servant hearted person that loves the Lord. Yeah, and Jay, you know, remember you, I'm sure you recall in John 15, Jesus saying, uh, you know, uh, you'll be my friend if you follow my commandments. And being Jesus' friend, that's that's the uh, gold standard. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you have some great questions that you want to, uh, that we want to deliver here to the group. And uh, let me just read them just so that everybody in the group can have them. So take good notes, everybody. Uh, Has anyone ever in advance written out what they are looking for in a friend? Has anyone ever written out what they want to be in a friend? And so these are some of the questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe talk about friends you had in the past and how you want to choose friends going forward and why. So that's plenty of 
discussion matter. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to go into our groups now. And then in a few minutes, we'll come back and we'll wrap it up. Perfect. Thanks, Jay. You are. I think that everybody, we all could do a better job being intentional. And I think that, you know, some of Satan's greatest attacks is the speed and the noise of life. And if he can get us to worry, go real fast and uh, not be intentional, we'll always deal with the urgent and not the important. And so I think that's being intentional is what I think the group got out of, you know, the question is, and that's a great idea being a little more intentional. So, yeah, thought it was great. We had quite a few. I mean, uh, talking about how that list idea with your daughter, that was a great idea. Ah. Start up. I don't know if the young men around the country, however, uh, you know, like that. <laughs> ready to look at these lists. Yeah. But uh, or young women, uh, yeah. depending on the, of course, the uh, gender of your child. But yeah. uh, Jay, tell us uh, as we wrap it up here, what would be something you'd want to leave us all with today? Yeah, that's great. Um, well, I, I thought about that since you asked us the question earlier, and and this is it. Um, I have been in a habit for a long time now to write down my daily gratitudes. And when I'm, my heart's doing okay, 10, 10 a day. And when I'm struggling some, it's 20 a day. And I also like to say it out loud so my heart can hear it. Just like when I'm recruiting people and telling them about my blessings out loud. And, and I just, I would like to leave with more, if we could just live lives of gratitude. Look at the blessings that we have. Listen to this. Andy Andrews, one of my favorite authors said this. He said, in, any, in, in almost any home in America, You can walk over to the faucet and turn it on, and there's a miracle called water that continues to come out and just come out and will never stop coming out until you cut it off. And then there's people all over this world that have to work a whole lot harder than that to get some or even some that don't even have it. And we're going to complain about our first world problems because we can't find something to watch on TV and we have 412 channels. I mean, that's just, so just, just having a, a, a heart of gratitude. It's amazing how everything else is different when you start with a, a heart of gratitude. So I'd say that just count your blessings. What are you, what are you grateful for? Instead of just talking to the Lord in the morning and asking him to be Santa Claus and just go down your wish list of the things you want. How about you just write out your gratitudes and thank the Lord for them? Mm, that's wonderful, Jay. Thank you. And, you know, Jay, I understood every word you said today, and you didn't talk too fast. <laughs> oh, well, I was trying my best, brother. I promise. Yeah, you know, I talked a little quick. Yeah. So, great. Well, thank you so much, Jay. And uh, I'm going to turn it now back to Bob. Bob Urkel. All right. Very cool. Thank you. I don't know if it was Zig Ziglar or who made the comment, but he said, I can walk into any city in the United States and I can find things that are going wrong and I can find things that are going great. And that's the same thing in our lives as well. And so he said, I tend to focus on those things that are good. And uh, so that's a great message for all of us. Gratitude with what we have. So Bill and Jay, thanks a ton for, uh, for sharing today. Really awesome. 
Thank you for joining us. And for more information, visit our website, www.christianfellowshipcommunity.org. The Christian Fellowship Community is an independent, not-for-profit corporation. CFC is supported by volunteers and through donations from its participants. Neither CFC nor this episode are endorsed by, affiliated with, or promoted by Northwestern Mutual.